We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast. Up the Duff is a podcast for fertility seekers and those who are curious about procreation. Join us as we speak to experts and hear from real people on their fertility journeys. We ask the hard questions and help them navigate to solutions on the sometimes bumpy road that is to parenthood. This episode is all about egg freezing. We chat to Kimberly, who at age 35, after a breakup with a partner, decided to freeze her eggs. And the fear started creeping in is, what if I don't meet someone till I'm in my 40s? What if, you know, I don't get there and if I have this backup plan, I'm going to have this, I'm going to feel better psychologically about getting older. Over the past decade in Australia, there has been a 1,000% rise in people choosing to freeze their eggs. But interestingly, only 10% of them return to use them. Make sure you stick around for the end of this episode to find out whether Kimberly uses her eggs or not to conceive a baby in her 40s. Hi, Kimberly. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Up the Duff podcast. Thank you, Brittany. Thanks for having me. And thanks for agreeing to discuss your journey and experience with egg freezing. Now, this is something that's so topical right now and something that's on a lot of women's minds. They're considering it. Um, so I, I can't wait to chat to you and, you know, pull out some of the pros and cons and talk about your experience with egg freezing a little bit more. Sure. So tell me, what led you to freeze your eggs? What was your journey up to that point and some of the deciding mm-hmm. factors that fed into it? I was 35. I turned 35 and I was sort of in a relationship that I knew wasn't going anywhere. And my auntie had had difficulty falling pregnant and had had some period issues as well. Um, My mum and both my sisters had no problem getting pregnant. So there was no history of anything um, going on or anything like that. It was just my age. And the fear started creeping in is, what if I don't meet someone till I'm in my 40s? What if, um, you know, I don't get there? And if I have this backup plan, I'm going to have this, I'm going to feel better psychologically about getting older. And so there were some financial um, decisions I needed to make as well because it was $20,000 to do the egg freezing. But the biggest deciding factor was the ability to sort of put pause on my fertility and wait for the right person to have a family with. My intention was to not have a baby on my own. I wanted to, I wanted, I really wanted to do it with someone. So, um, and I also thought that when I met that person, if I told them that I'd frozen my eggs, that would also take some pressure out of the relationship as well. Yeah, I guess that's a consideration, right? You don't want to feel like when, as soon as you meet someone, you're like, right, I want to have a baby. Let's, you know, get this ball rolling. Are you serious? Are you Absolutely. not serious? And then you filter people um, yeah. based on how quickly they want to jump on that reproductive <laughs> journey with you. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. mentioned, um, so it was 35 that you froze, decided to freeze your eggs. How long until you yeah. actually started that process? So the first thing I did was I consulted an obstetrician, gynecologist, who told me something about an egg count. So before they freeze your eggs, they do something called an egg count, and it's a number between 1 and 25. You really don't want to be too high, and you obviously don't want to be too low. So a good score to get would be around 15 to 17. 
So that's a blood test. Um, so I saw a gynecologist. They examined me, said everything looked really good, um, and that an egg count would be a good indicator as to whether or not I could freeze my eggs and give me some indication. I got a score of 17, so we're really happy with that score. And then um, I was actually at an engagement party um, and I met this woman. Her name was Kate and she was 45 and had had many, many years of IVF and didn't ever fall pregnant. And she recommended someone in Brisbane to, to see. So I went to see him. And we started the egg freezing process. Um, it it consisted of some um, some sort of examinations of my ovaries and making sure my reproductive system looked good. Um, and then um, you've got to wait for your first period. So you go in for your first period, and they see you know how many follicles you have um, on on either side, and that all looked really good. Um, so we, you can literally start the process after that. So it was as much as sort of paying the money, having the examination and walking downstairs to a pharmacy and picking up the drugs. Um, the drugs are needles that are administered for two weeks and it's pretty intense. Yeah, what um, were some of the symptoms that you experienced with the hormonal nausea. drugs? Nausea. Um, so, which I was able to fix with things like, um, I actually use morning, um, morning sickness, uh, car sickness tablets actually were really excellent, ginger ones. Um, the needles to actually put in your tummy aren't actually that sore. They're actually quite easy to do. And for someone like me, I hate needles. So I found that okay. Just pinching the fat on your tummy and inserting the needle. And the first one they do, they do it with you so you feel comfortable. And so for two weeks, you're doing a needle in the morning, a needle at night, and then you're also every few days going in to see um, your gynecologist and making sure that you're not overstimulating anything because that can be dangerous. You can be in hospital if there's overstimulation. So the process is very carefully administered following that process. And um, so, yeah, I worked through the whole process, had no problem. I didn't have to stay at home or anything like that. Um, but as I got closer and closer and closer to that extraction date, you get really bloated, very bloated. And then actually the day before extraction, you have a fluid release. And um, that's kind of when you know you're then to do your very last needle, um, which is the needle that gets you ready for extraction. So the process for me was fairly straightforward. Um, my um, gynecologist was lovely, really stepped me through the process, really um, made sure that I was okay because I was on my own. So that was, that was great. I told a lot of friends of mine that I was doing it. So they were calling me, checking in, making sure. And I really recommend anyone doing that. Just tell people that you're doing it because it can be a bit lonely and you can get a little bit of that kind of hormonal um, sort of sadness as well. Like it does make you feel quite hormonal. Um, so the extraction process was fairly, um, you know, fairly straightforward. But And was it just the one egg retrieval that you did? I did one egg retrieval, yep. yeah. And how many eggs did so you get in that retrieval? I got 14. Okay, yeah. good number. And out of that, yeah, and out of that 14, 10 were viable. So 
the process is just before you go in for extraction, they do one last examination. And what they say to you is, okay, Kim, you're 35. I might have been a bit closer to 36 at this point, but so what we're going to expect is uneven numbers. So we've got two ovaries, and what we expect is that on one side we're going to have maybe five follicles, and on the other one we might have two. Now, if there's even numbers, five on each, great. If it, if there's anything seven or over, that is amazing. I had seven follicles on either side. So even numbers, seven over. So very stoked, very, very happy. So, um, you know, the process of going in, I was on my own. It's daunting. You're sort of thinking, okay, what if nothing happens? What if none of them are viable? But I had 10 viable eggs that have been in a freezer now for six years. <laughs> I haven't had to use them. But um, after that process of retrieval, you go back for one more appointment, and that's when they tell you, this is how many are viable, and they're now in a freezer, and then you've got to pay those ongoing um, fees to have them frozen and looked after. This podcast is sponsored by Ears Fertility. Ears Fertility has set a new standard for nutraceuticals for reproductive health. They are leading the way with their science-led formulations. But don't just take our word for it. Make sure you learn more by hitting the link in our show notes. So I want to go back and talk about the discussion, that original discussion that you had with your doctor. What were some of the things that they discussed with you in terms of pros and cons and things that you need to know before embarking on this process? Yeah, sure. So one of the things they um, did try and sort of talk to me a little bit about was the stimulation. So stimulation um, of the ovaries can have side effects. So um, some people have developed polycystic ovaries, some people have developed endometriosis. Um, now, if they're too overstimulated, then we can have fluid and then you might be hospitalized and things like that. So they're really, they dose it out very, very carefully and really um, want to make sure that you are fully um, across the side effects and just making sure that you're doing everything they tell you to do. So it's very important to follow your process with your doctor. Um, they do also talk about the fact that a frozen egg is great, but a frozen embryo is better. So they did talk to me about, you know, are you sure that at 42 you might not think, I really want a baby and I could do it on my own. And so then they, we did talk, we did go down the donor path of getting a sperm donor and, and making an embryo. But for me, I was so um, determined to meet that special person, I didn't want to use an embryo of someone else's. Um, so I made the personal decision to just go down the egg um, freezing path, but they certainly do talk to you a lot about there's more success with an embryo, frozen embryo, than there is a frozen egg. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing, did they talk about, um, you know, how many eggs you would need based on the age that you intend on using them? Yeah. So um, the fact that I got um, 10 was great. Um, but, you know, the doctor says, you know, you only need one to be successful. But um, obviously, we'd want more than five. 
So, and that being that, you know, someone might go in and do one round and then not be successful and then the second egg is successful, what happens if you want more children? So, you know, this idea of five being the, the ultimate number um, or minimum um, is, you know, really what they'd be aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned the cost. What was yeah. included in that $20,000? What I mean, it obviously yeah. got you 10 frozen eggs, but... <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's the... Um, it's the drugs. Uh, it's the ob- obstetrician gynecolo- sorry gynecologist appointments. Um, it's the anaesthetist. It's the hospital, um, and it's the transfer to Monash University. Yeah. yeah. So that's all. And then what happened was because I was over thirty-five, um, Medicare actually honoured. Um, the fact that I was kind of coming close to my 36th birthday and agreed to bulk bill some of the um, hospital and some of the drugs. So I was refunded in total about 12 grand. So I really was out of pocket $8,000, which I think makes it a little bit more affordable. I think the 20,000 sounds a bit scary and is a bit off-putting, but you actually need that money up front. Yes, and then you claim back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. tricky. Okay, and then storage costs. So your eggs are still on ice, so to say. <laughs> yeah. What are the ongoing storage costs associated with egg freezing? Yeah, $250 a quarter. So it's $1,000 a year. Okay, wow. And do you know, does that differ depending on how many eggs you have frozen or that's literally just? Um, no, that's that's the cost, whether there's one or whether there's 20. Yeah, that is the absolutely. Yeah. So the statistic is globally that only 10% of people go on to use their frozen eggs. You are in the 90% <laughs> that didn't end up having to use your frozen eggs. Do you want to tell us? the exceptional yeah. news story <laughs> on how <laughs> this unfolded well, for you? Yeah, and look, for me, psychologically, having those eggs, I think, really helped me because I know I was super anxious, very worried, you know, consumed with this idea that I was single and you might not have a baby and, you know, just didn't, you know, I knew people that had babies in their 40s, but, you know, the most of them had had IVF, you know. Um, so, look, sadly, um, oh, look, I met my now partner um, at 37. He's a wonderful, wonderful person. I'm so lucky that um, I, I met him and, um, you know, about sort of a couple of years into our relationship, I started to experience incredibly bad period pain and I found out I had an endometrioma on my left ovary. And the same gynecologist that I'd done the egg freezing with um, was the one who found it and um, we had to have a series of treatments for that, one of them including Zolodex, which put me into a period of menopause to bring down that inflammation. Now, at this point, I'm 40 and, you know, I know I've got the eggs there. And, um, you know, after the Zolodex had sort of left my body and I started getting a period, we started looking into IVF because I was told that there could be a fair bit of um, damage 
um, from the endometriosis in my fallopian tubes and things like that. So, look, I, I did do some acupuncture and some other things, but I actually fell pregnant naturally, no eggs required, and um, I'm now 33 weeks pregnant. So, um, got one baby in there, not twins. Um, but, look, if we wanted to have another one and we really just wanted to use a younger egg for um, less risk of things like Down syndrome and things like that, then we absolutely could. But I think Henry and I, we really wanted to do it naturally and, and it happened for us. So, yeah, we feel very, very fortunate. So it's possible. Yeah. yeah it's possible. And what a fantastic ending to the story. You know, you hedged your bets and you were happy to wait and it, it worked out in the end, which is incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for sharing your story on egg freezing. And also, congratulations and all the Thank best you. for the impending birth. I will. I'm, I'll send you a picture of, or you'll probably see it on Instagram, but yeah, I'd love to share pics of our bub when he or she arrives. Thank you for listening to the Up the Duff podcast. We hope that this episode provoked some inspiration. Keep up to date with all things Up the Duff by hitting the subscribe button. And just a heads up, by request, we've started a Facebook group so we can continue the conversation over there. You can find the link in the show notes. Don't be shy. Leave us a review. And if you have a topic, question or expert that you would like us to interview, please slide into our DMs. You'll find all the links to our social pages in the show notes. 